Welcome back to another episode of So Talk to Me. You already knew that. You clicked on this in your podcast catcher. You know what you're listening to right now. Um, but I just wanted to reassure you, it's not that other podcast. It's So Talk to Me. And yes. the 60th time we've done this. 60! 60 times. We made it to 60. That cray. We're here. Man, I always wondered what it'd be like standing here. 60 weeks later after starting well, a podcast. Well, you're not standing, you're sitting oh, in front wow. of a microphone. It was metaphorical. It was not um, meant <laughs> to be taken literally. Much like the but book of Psalms. You just, you destroyed my train of thought, so I, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. So if you want to contact us, you can reach out on Twitter. Our handle is at so underscore talk to me. You can email us at so talk to me podcast at gmail.com or you can uh, like us on Facebook because we have a, a page for the podcast. It's easy. It's just so talk to me on Facebook. It's also in the show notes. So take a look in there. Yeah. Okay. Bye. So how has your day slash week been? Um, day's been good. Uh, just another one of those days where it just feels like it goes by really super fast. That's Thursdays um, for you, though, in general. Yeah. Well, also because I woke up super late, which... Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What oh, time yeah. did you wake up? It was nine o'clock. Oh. Yeah. It was well, ridiculous. I mean, you went to bed, what, like one thirty? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... It's I mean, still ridiculous. That's I like shouldn't... not even eight hours. No, it's not. But still, nine o'clock is like... When musicians get out of bed, that's <laughs> no, no, that's like ten, which is basically when I got out of bed. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, well, anyways, it, it doesn't matter. When I woke up in the morning, it just it it very much surprised. I knew I knew I turned off my alarms when they went off, but then I was like, okay, I'm ready to get out of bed, and looked at my phone. I'm just like, what? This is stupid. Is that a record for you? Um, it's no. the longest I've slept in a while. I mean, yeah. Well, it, anyways, doesn't matter. So today's because just you been don't a weird like day to sleep. I no, I don't. <laughs> no, if I'm you're being a crazy honest, person. If I'm being honest, no. I, love I mean, sleep. I do like to sleep, but I don't. I like love to sleep. to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoy it when I am sleeping. Definitely. Um, I just don't like the fact that I need to sleep. <laughs> like I would much rather be awake and doing stuff. I I just have so many interests and it's like no I want to. That's you and Josie. Video games Josie is that way. She or... did not want to take a nap today. Oh yeah. I don't know what was up with that girl? She did not want to take a nap. Well, that's different. She's a kid and she needs to get take naps. She does, but you also need to get sleep Some, to be healthy. Just a little bit. No, but not just a little. What bit. What if I wake up early and get on the elliptical? Then I'm still being healthy. Boom. Got him. Just because you're exercising doesn't mean that you don't need to sleep. It doesn't uh, make any sense. But I'd rather exercise than sleep. Sleeping or exercising actually would help you have a healthier sleep pattern. Yeah, probably. Anyways, I mean, so long as I get six to eight hours, I'm good, right? Between six and eight, I'm good. So anyways, you so say between my day, six and eight, but yeah. it's usually just six. Yeah, but it's still between six and eight. No, that's not between six and eight. Yes, it's between because (laughs) it's more than six, but it's less than eight. So it's between six and eight. But it's usually about six or less. No, it's not usually less. It's between six and eight. Usually. 
well, I slept in today and it was seven and a half. So, or maybe seven. I don't know. I don't know when I went to bed, actually. Um, it, you know, I just do it when I, when I get Don't tired. do what Josh does, people. Okay. Don't, don't actually, do it. I don't recommend it. Have healthy sleeping patterns. Okay. Go to bed at a reasonable time. Well, I'm not going to go to bed at a reasonable time tonight because we're recording really late and I have to edit it if we want to get it out by Friday. That is so. true. So this is kind of your fault this time. Excuse me? <laughs> How is it my fault? Because you weren't ready to record. We both had to eat dinner before we started. I know. So it's half your fault. So therefore it is your fault. Okay, let's just move on <laughs> before okay. I throw my beer in your face. Oh, no, no, I wouldn't do that because it's good and it's I don't want to waste it on you. It's a good beer. I found it at the store earlier today. While I was buying stuff for work, I was like, oh, tell that's the lovely a good price people what it is. A really good beer. Um, so it is, there's a local brewery called Strange Land Brewing, and uh, I don't even remember what this is called, but it is an Imperial Bourbon Pumpkin Porter. Where is Strange is Land is. Brewery? I think it's pretty close to here. I think it's off Fitzhugh, but I could be wrong about that. I, I, oh, okay, I so it's wrong. in Austin or Austin or. Dripping, yeah. Brewery, yeah. I know it's. I know it's pretty. Cl- yeah, it, it's that local. Yes, um, but they had six packs for like nine bucks, and I'm just like, wait, are you serious? Is that is that real? Because usually, for anyone who doesn't drink beer, an imperial type of beer is a kind that's just like bigger and bolder. They throw in more stuff, Cha-ching. and it has a higher alcohol content. This beer in particular is. Over 8% alcohol, Yum. which is pretty huge. It's really good. And uh, when you age a beer in a, a barrel, a bourbon barrel, it usually jacks up the cost as well because then, you know, your beer has to sit there for a while. Well, and it get t- flavor. it's more expensive to make. Yeah, exactly. So I was very surprised that it was so cheap and got two six packs, <laughs> basically. So. Um, so we are indulging a little bit. Um, I had a piece of candy from indulgences. I, well, mm, you know, it's All Saints Day, right? Mm. So November first, mm. the Catholic tradition that we're not a part of. <laughs> the only reason I know that it's All Saints Day is like that's why Halloween is October thirty first, is because apparently the day before you celebrate saints is like the most evil day of the year. So, you know. Happy Halloween. But it's not. Yeah, but Catholic tradition. I thought All Hallows Eve, was, the tradition was that you you dress up as like demons and witches to mock them. So it's not like a celebration mm. of, I don't know, sorcery and demons and Satan or whatever. It's... It's actually meant for mocking those things. Oh, okay. Interesting. See, I, I had heard that it was, um, you dress up like demons because demons run amok that night because All Saints Day is the next day. And so like, they're all going to be shooed away. Um, so they all get to go crazy that night. And like, if you dress up as a demon, then they won't go after you because they think you're just another demon. You're not actually a human. No, so I think it, of- I think the tradition was you dress up to mock them because like, you have Christ, mm-hmm. and they have no power over you. So yeah. you're just like mocking them. Interesting. 
Okay. Well, we'll just have to agree to disagree. I guess people... No, I, actually, I don't know. I don't know. There are tons of stories out there. But our kids dressed up as pirates. Yep, they were pirates. That was fun. And you were what, honey? I was Jolly Roger. You were a dude with a white shirt with a skull and crossbones on it with mm-hmm. a name tag that said, Hi, my name is Roger. Yep, a Jolly Roger. Yeah. I was their flag because they were pirates. You know, it goes with the theme. What were you for Halloween, my dear? I was a... The mother um, of three children. Mom who <laughs> was taking her children trick-or-treating <laughs> and trying not to resent my husband for keeping us home more than we should have been. <laughs> Just kidding. It took like 30 seconds to make my costume. No, it did not. Yeah, it did. No, it, it did not. It was super quick. Did not take 30 seconds. Okay, it took two minutes. No. Yeah, it did. It did. All I had to do was run upstairs, grab a white t-shirt, grab the black Sharpie, Google Jolly Roger, and then draw it on my shirt. Yeah, while Easy. I'm trying to wrangle both our children and get no, them they ready came to go. Over, they came over to me, and they were like trying to stop me from drawing on my shirt. And I was trying to wrangle them and get them ready to leave. Yeah, well, they kind of left your area and came to my area, so... Let's so, move on before you know. I throw my beer in your face. <laughs> but you wouldn't do that because it's good beer. And I don't want to waste it on you. Don't want to. <laughs> don't want to waste it on me. <laughs> nope. Um. Anyways, so yeah, that. But that was fun. It's actually technically my first trick or treating experience. So that was pretty cool. It's true. I'm surprised at how much candy we got because we were not out for very long. I mean, what was it like? Forty five minutes, something like that. Maybe. Yeah. But it was also raining. Yeah. And so I think people were just like, we're not going to get many trick-or-treaters, so here, take this handful of candy. multiple people (laughs) were just like, take the candy. And Josephine was so funny, okay? So she's like, you you guys know because you've listened, but she's she's like- candy obsessed. About to hit a year and a half, okay? And so like when we come to the door, we just had one bag, okay? Between the two kids, we just had one bag, no big deal. Mm -hmm. So Oliver, our three-year-old- it, you know, we I someone comes to the door and I tell him, what do you say, buddy? He says, trick or treat. And so they're like, oh, you guys are so cute, little pirates, whatever. You got your bag of candy. And they're like, okay, here's a piece for you. Or, you know, a few pieces for you. Oh, and there's, a, you know, an, an even younger pirate. Oh, here's a piece for you. And puts it in the bag. And Josie would get upset. She's like, like, it did not Put process. It in my hand. Yeah, it didn't process in her <laughs> mind. Like, this piece of candy is for you. I'm putting it in the bag. No, no. That was like... This piece of candy is not being given to you. It's mm-hmm. being put somewhere else. So to her, she's like, I didn't get any candy. I need, can- like, you need <laughs> to give it to me. Put it in my hand. Now it's mine. So I'm holding her and she's like double fisting candy and trying to grab more candy in her hands that are already full of other candies. <laughs> and so I had to, like, I, I opened up a package of Skittles so that she could have like one at a time. So she could have some candy, which she freaking loved. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. And and so like what I'd have to do is I would have to trade her. She would give me a piece of her candy in her hands, and then I would give her a Skittle. Um, and that's how I actually got candy out of her hands because like she needed to she needed to be holding it for it to be hers. So funny. It's Bribing a child crazy. with candy to give you candy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like taking candy from a baby. By giving them candy. 
So um, that's a bad analogy, guys. Babies would hate it if you took candy from them. That's like, true. Everyone would know that you took it. My daughter would hate it, and, you and would she be did hate it. Big fat jerk face for taking candy from a baby. Come on, come on! Don't be a jerk. Get your own. I candy. mean, I guess it depends on how old they are. Like, should they even have the candy, or shouldn't they? That's true. But the saying means taking taking candy from a baby means that it's easy. But why? I mean, yes, technically it would be easy to take candy from a baby. But but you would be like setting off an alarm. But you're mean because a baby would be screaming. That's yeah, just mean. and you're just a total jerk. Yeah, jerk. That's a nice word. <laughs> um, there there are other words that are not so nice that would describe you for taking candy from a baby. So okay. Yeah, so our Halloween was fun. It was fun. Yeah. And, and now uh, we're in November, which is crazy. 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 It's November, November 2018. It's almost 2019. It's November. Boom. Which means next month is December. Which means Thanksgiving is in like two and a half weeks. What? Well, no, no, no. Today's the first. Yeah. yeah. It's in like three weeks. That's crazy. It's crazy. I love Thanksgiving though. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so like my second favorite holiday. Second favorite? What's your first favorite? Christmas. So this is like your favorite time of the year? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. I like Christmas too, but my birthday's a few days before, so. And now that we have fun. children who are old enough to go trick-or-treating, I actually like Halloween. Yeah. I Like I said, I've never gone trick-or-treating. This was my first time. I so. don't really consider it a holiday, but. It's fun. No. Yeah. Um, I liked getting Ollie hyped. He was so excited. Yeah. All day long, he was so excited. <laughs> it was so cute. Um, but yeah, dude, Thanksgiving! I'm yes. so excited! <laughs> All our family gets together and... Well... Sort of. Well, yeah, like, your family gets together and my family gets together. But, um... So both of our... I don't know if you guys don't know. Um, both of our families live here in town where we live... So like every every holiday, like Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter, like the big ones, um, like both of our families have celebrations. So we have to go to like two different celebrations for all of these holidays. Um, but I love it. I am so like stuffed by the end of it. But yeah, man, I just... I love my family and I love your family and I just love being with family. I love family, family, yay. They're my favorite. So anything where there's just like family and family and family, I love it. Yeah, that makes sense. Although like this year it's going to be a little weird because my brother's going out of town and so it's going to oh, be yeah, like super chill that's, with my side of the family. That's true. It's gonna that is going like, to be different. Yeah, less than a Sunday night. And wait, wait, I don't know. Are, no, my sister's not still in California then. I think, think Monica's coming in. Right, but Lainey, I'm pretty sure she's back by then. Yeah, she's back by then. Okay, yeah. So so that's true. Both my sisters will be here. So it, it'll be cool. It just, it's just different because we see them every week and it's like less, <laughs> less than a normal week for Thanksgiving. But no, it'll still be good. Christmas is going to be super awesome because we got plans. So, because we got what? Good plans. Oh, yes. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Renting out a big, huge house 
with extended family. So that'll be Which awesome. Which we're supposed to do like every other year, <laughs> but we haven't done it in like four years. Something like that. Yeah, it was before kids. Whoa. Yeah, it was before we had kids. It was when Rose was like three months old. Dang, that's crazy. I remember because I busted out the Wii U and we were playing Mario Kart. That was fun. I do like Mario Kart. That was a lot of fun. Anyway, so holidays are cool, right, guys? Don't you like holidays? We like (laughs) holidays. holidays. It's pretty cool. Family's cool. Dressing up and getting candy's cool. Eating is cool. Just love eating. I love food. Food is great. Man, oh, man. We're Americans. Can't you tell? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All the stuff, all the things, all the food. But uh, good times. Yeah. It so, is good times. But it's been it's been a fun weekend. Uh we did we did our fall festival at church. Yes. That was pretty cool. Our trunk or treats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I barely even got to see the trunk or treat because I was over in the other corner with the band that was playing. Setting up the music. They they were good. They were good. I liked them. The trunk or treat was cute. They had yeah. like every I don't know. If you've never done a trunk or treat, like they each car decorates the trunk of their car with some theme and they hand out candy. Um, so technically it's a trunk and treat. It's not a trunk or treat. Yeah, something like that. It's not either or. It's not like you get a trick. But it was really cute. There was this one car that... A cheap trick. Was uh, decorated as Cookie Monster. It was just like nice. a big giant Cookie Monster. It's cute. That's cool. And then one was decorated all like Christmas like. That was kind of funny. <laughs> it's Halloween. Oh, dude, that would be hilarious. That's what we should do next year is dress up as a family. Dress up like I'll be Santa and like Ollie can be Rudolph and I don't know. Josie can be an elf. Josie can be an elf. I can be Mrs. Claus. There you go. That would be hilarious, dressing up like <laughs> Santa for Halloween. I'm sure people have done it before. But like I said, I was a sheltered child and I never celebrated Halloween. Um, we just did like harvest festivals with our church, which is basically Halloween get together for churches. Basically. <laughs> because there's like a lot it of them just had dress have up have Halloween in the title. Right. There's always lots of candy and you go home with lots of candy. So, yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Except it's not pagan, right? Oh, goodness gracious. Anyways, um, yeah. Except we're not worshiping Satan. <laughs> so, <laughs> just kidding. Um, we also went out over the weekend, just the two of us. We did. Um, we had a date night. Yeah, doesn't happen very often, so that was fun. And we saw a movie. We did. It was, was really fun. good. Not it fun. was really good. Mm-hmm. It was it was hard to watch. Yeah, we saw a movie called Gosnell. Yes. So Gosnell, the what was it? America's biggest serial. America's killer. biggest serial killer. That's right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About an abortion doctor. I was gonna make a joke, but then you no. There's then you use the a word. There's so. really nothing to joke no about. Jokes. Yeah. So having um, to do with that. It was kind of like a. Uh, I'd say kind of a low budget movie. I mean, there wasn't anything. I mean, it it was. Well, there's, I don't know. I can't, it's not like there needed to be any sort of like explosions or CGI or, you know what I mean? Like with this, the story and 
I don't know. It, it was, it's basically like a law and order episode. Yeah. Like it's a lot Except of real life. Right. Because yeah. like it, well, a lot of the law and order episodes are based on true. That's true. Um, yeah. That's true. That's a good true point. Crimes. But, um, yeah. If you've never heard of Gosnell, you should look it up because it was it's a real story. It really happened. This horrible abortion doctor. Well, I would say every abortion doctor is horrible and a murderer. Um, but he. How do you really feel? <laughs> um, he was uh, illegally um, aborting babies. Uh, that were, so I think the, what was the cutoff was 24, 24 weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, you couldn't have an abortion past 24 weeks and he was doing abortions even after birth. I mean, like women would give birth to full term babies and he would kill them. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically, yeah. I, I don't necessarily want to go into detail. I'm sure no one wants to to hear about it. The movie certainly does. Um, I, I don't, I, so I would warn you just that it is, it is pretty, um, yeah. it's pretty difficult to watch. It's not gory. I don't, right. I don't think they went over the line. There was one scene in particular. Like where, they don't show uh, anything gory. Right. Right. The, the, yeah. The closest thing to that was, was one scene where you don't see it happening. You see the aftermath. Right. If that makes sense. So, um, so I don't, it's not to like, they didn't intentionally stage things to shock you with what it, what is presented in front of your eyes. Just like the material is shocking enough as to what actually happened, but they don't actually put it in front of your face. And everything that's in the movie did actually happen. Yeah. That's the thing is that, you know, it's not necessarily based on a true story. It like at the start of the movie, it says that a lot of what happens in the movie is information that came out during the, I don't know what it's, what the legal term is, the deposition. Um, I, I don't know, but basically they got the move. The movie is all based on the court documents mm-hmm. um, of Gosnell's trial. Yeah. So, and like they even at the end of the movie, they show kind of side by side comparisons of pictures that were taken when Gosnell's um, abortion uh, office, I don't, I don't know what you call it, a clinic. clinic. Yeah. yeah. The pictures that are during the original raid of the clinic and they put it kind of side by side um, of, of like scenes from the movie. Mm-hmm. So just to show you like, you know, this, this was, this was actual events. It's right. not just made up. So, yeah, I was listening to the, I don't know if you listen to it, the popcorn theology episode that they no, did. No, the I need to, yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah. Cause they had, um, actually the guy, I don't know if he was, he was definitely one of the writers because it was, um, it was basically his idea. He wrote a book. Okay. I can't remember his name. That's going to drive me crazy, but we can, uh, link the, the theology uh the popcorn theology episode yeah um and they were interviewing him about it uh and he had written a book and about what happened in the all the um i don't know all the legal terms like all the the everything that went on in the uh 
courts and everything. Um, And uh, so they used a lot of basically all of his information to make this movie and he was a part of making the movie. Okay. Um, and he's just straight up said like, there's really, I mean, it's a, it's a movie. So yes, it's dramatized, but Mm -hmm. everything in the movie is something that actually happened. Okay. Yeah. So like even the part where like, they're searching Gosnell's house and he's sitting there playing classical music. Like well, that actually happened. And yeah, they, they, they show, show it at, at the, the end, end of the, the movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. They show like actual police footage. Um, it's just so, uh, yeah. Anyways, it's just a really good episode of popcorn theology. So if you haven't listened to that and haven't seen the movie, you should listen to that and you should go see the movie. Yeah. Because a, a point that they made was that like <sighs> movies like this, that, actually represent uh christian morality and um like the pro-life argument don't happen (laughs) like these movies don't happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and basically like even chris or even movies most quote-unquote christian movies are just really bad yeah um and so when movies like this come out that are true and are actually good. We need to show our support so that they can keep being made. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So the couple things is that it was a limited release movie. Um, so you might, you might not even be able to see it anymore. It might not be in your theater. Um, but search it out, see if there's any way to, to view it and to support the people who made it. Um, that would be pretty cool. Um, like I said, it's not the most high budget production. Um, so like even watching it, yeah, there are parts where it's kind of cheesy. The acting's not all that great. I think the main characters in the movie are done really well. Mm-hmm. I think especially the guy who plays Gosnell is so on point. Yeah, he's yeah, creepy. Yeah. He's he's creepy because of how little emotion he sh- or how little remorse he shows. Like he seems like a perfectly happy man and it's the the stuff that he does is just uh, horrific so um so i mean there there are certainly like there are good actors in it but it did like watching it yeah it's like the score is not all that great i mean it's just kind of bland i think also the cinematography is kind of bland as well so it you mentioned it that it's kind of like a, a courtroom drama tv show mm-hmm. i would say yeah it's it's more like well, that's even what the guy the in the show. interview said. He was like, that's sort of what it's meant to be like. Okay. Okay. It's like well, a that, courtroom. That makes more sense, except I would say it's not even as stylized as like a law and order or something like that. Cause they're styli- like they're kind of darker. Um, like, I mean, just like the cinematography is darker, right. you know, they the have lighting, more yeah. of an atmosphere. Whereas this one is more like, it's more matter of fact. It's not very, um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word, but cause I'm not trying to put it down. I'm just saying like, it's not like everything else you see in the theater. Um, it's not as stylized. So, um, take it or leave it. The other thing that I wanted to say is, is you mentioned like, there aren't that many movies that are, that are Christian movies. I don't think this was very Christian. 
particularly like there's there's nothing really like there's no explanation in the gospel the main character like the only person i can think of who who drops a couple um some harsh language in the movie i don't care i mean he's a cop whatever but he he uses a couple words a couple times like he's the only character who openly admits that he's catholic um but outside i mean he he does the sign of the cross like once or twice i i don't I don't remember anyone else in the movie like talking about their faith at all. Like, I don't think this is a particularly Christian movie. I think this one is just, um, I think what it is about this one in particular, and, and maybe the, the creators are Christians, maybe that's why they did it. But with this movie in particular, like it brings out the fact that they had such a hard time taking this guy to trial and, and like even prosecuting him because abortion is such a hot button issue. It's and so, so political. Right. And so like even the courts didn't want to take this on because they're like, no, you, you can't go after an abortion doctor. Like everyone's going to say you're a far right wing Republican and, you know, you're only doing this because of your beliefs and all this stuff. Um, not because the dude's a flipping murderer, mm-hmm. you know, and going against the laws that are in place that yeah. we have. Which it is documented that one woman died under his care. Yeah, yeah, during, well... She's the only the one after. documented. Yeah, yeah. There very well could have been more. So I think I think this movie does the same thing, and it kind of, like, presents its defense within the movie itself by saying, like... Um, th- I mean, this movie isn't being uh, publicized like it due in part to the fact that it's a movie about an abortion doctor. Doctor, yeah. Even though it's not particularly about, there is one scene that kind of connects what happened, what Gosnell did to abortion at large, and so that you can view as like an attack on the practice of an abortion. That was of such a good scene. As well. Um, yeah, ugh, it's. Yeah, and the, that was like maybe one of the most graphic, or at least not even graphic. I mean, they use a pair of forceps and like one of those huge syringes. Um, but it's just like imagining, like they just showed them to you. They weren't like yeah, right, right. It's just imagining them being used mm-hmm. and what they're being used for. Yeah, is. but it, yeah, like you said, it's it doesn't actually show anything. What well, so. the in the. Uh, in the PT interview that I was listening to, the guy said that they actually, um, they actually kind of downplayed okay. that part because in in the actual trial, mm-hmm. um, when that woman was testifying, she said forty thousand, not thirty thousand abortions. Okay, that she's she's done forty thousand, and they. They put thirty thousand in the movie because they thought that no one would believe that someone had performed forty thousand abortions, mm. um, which I found interesting. Uh, but yeah, that the actual um, in the actual trial on record, she said that she had performed forty thousand abortions. Man, and and like she goes on to explain how she performs the abortions. Um. And it's in the movie. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's, just, it's, it's so, it makes your skin crawl. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so, it's so sad to me that like either, so people on the pro-choice side, they either don't know the details of it or they know and they don't care. Right. Right. Which... Yeah. 
both i mean i think the latter is worse but like gosh like if if you're gonna hold a stance like know what's involved in it please yeah well and and i mean it's not being reminded of what occurs um was definitely like i said it was it was difficult to watch it was hard to watch this movie but i mean we have both been to and and granted we live in austin texas austin is a very um weird city it's very liberal (laughs) it's very liberal and but we've been down to the capital um you know when the whole I i don't know if anyone knows who this is but wendy davis um was being pushed nationally actually for what was it the governor's Governor. seat yeah mm-hmm. so um and she you know her her nickname was the abortion barbie um the, you know she she was all for abortions and and like while all that stuff was going down she was fighting really hard against laws um that were uh, trying to be put in place here in texas to limit to abortions, limit abortions mm-hmm. yeah so that's where she got her claim to fame anyways i'm, I'm bringing her up because we've been downtown when when these laws were being attempting to being to be passed and we've seen just the horrific things that people say when they believe so um so radically in abortion i mean it used to be that the argument was and i mean the whole roe v wade decision was based on the fact that we didn't know what occurred at conception you know um the the technological advance and i say that i say that meaning we couldn't physically see it of course we all know naturally that a human is being born when it's conceived that it's a human um i i regard i think you know people because no human who has ever existed has given birth to anything else but another human well and we okay so anyone who has ever existed were created by a sperm entering an egg. Mm-hmm. That conception, that's where you started. Yeah. Okay? That's just science. Yeah. Yeah. That's not Christianity. That's just That's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's just science. Yeah. It's it's another set of DNA. Right. Um but even before even before we we kind of understood the science at, at that particularly as we do today. Uh, I mean, the whole Roe v. Wade thing was pushed. So so there was a day when it was like, oh, we don't really know. And so then it's okay up to a certain port to have, point to have abortions. Like nowadays, from what we have seen, like actually talking to people, it is, yes, it's another human being. I don't care. It is inconvenient. And, uh, you know, the, a lot of people will hide behind, and, and I'm being kind of aggressive here, but I sincerely believe it hide behind the idea that um oh well they're gonna have a worse life if if they're born um oh well i okay so know. then go down to an orphanage look and look an orphan in the eye and say that they don't deserve to be alive yeah that they, they're better off because dead. that is what you're saying like say yeah you're you're telling another human being sorry i'm a little passionate about this subject <laughs> yeah if you yeah. can't tell i didn't even mean to like talk about abortion for 20 <laughs> minutes I, I just wanted to bring up what we did this weekend um but yeah i mean we we're both we both are yeah passionate about the subject but um so so we've talked to people that don't care that openly um don't care that it's a human that have said to our faces that they want to have more abortions simply because people disagree with it 
like just to rub it in people's faces, which is one of the most evil things I have ever heard. Um, so I know that like this movie I think could do a lot of good, but I think that there are also lots of people that are, that are just so blind, so willingly blind to what happens um, or that just really don't even care regardless. Um, they don't care about the murder of children um, because, because they find that it's better that they die than that they would come into being, um, that they would enter this world. So, Or that the woman would be inconvenienced in right. any way. Yeah. Yeah. Bo- both and. I mean, yeah, if they even acknowledge the baby is a human, then then it doesn't it doesn't play any factor you know they say that out of pity for the for the child that wouldn't be raised properly so anyways um <laughs> now we're all just like fired up yay love talking about this um but no so, so the movie um yeah i'd encourage you to support it if you can uh knowing full well it's not going to be the full you know, theater going experience. Also that it's going to be difficult. It was really hot, man. I had to like fight back tears and I probably had more, uh, strong words in my head or muttered words under my breath. Um, than I have in a movie theater in a really long time, possibly ever, like maybe since 12 years a slave, but it, gosh, that was a hard movie to watch. Difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It just when you when you're presented with such um, vivid evil, yeah, it's just like, and and then to see the see the utter incompetence of our uh, uh, our Government. judicial system, yeah, in in enforcing their laws, just made me so angry. Of yeah. So, uh, so that, that's, that's where I was, where I was trying to say before we went off that whole tangent <laughs> is just that I think the reason that the movie like isn't being pushed, I mean, despite, you know, one of the reasons is just money in general, but I think that this movie has not gotten any, um, publicity. Like if, yeah. If this was any other issue, th- this would be all over the papers, you know, the, but this was intentional. I think is no one reported on what happened here because it's so politically charged right because it's an abortion doctor well i mean the trial itself when it was going on wasn't super publicized right right and that's brought out in the movie as well um that it takes it takes a lot for anyone to even report on it so it took a journalist like literally calling out well a blogger right yeah i mean that's the way they present it in the movie is it's a blogger yeah, who calling out the media and posting pictures. Yeah. So saying that no one was there. Yeah. And so, and so this movie is kind of like a, a, a microcosm of that as well is like, it didn't get very much media attention because, because it's such a hot button topic because, because it's a political issue. Right. Right. And, and I'm sure that any, uh, any articles you do read about this movie from from any kind of major media outlet would talk about you know that it's a it's a right wing Christian movie or something like that you know <laughs> like it's it's kind of painted in that light it's not you know a presentation of the facts of what actually happened it's 
it's an agenda pushing piece of propaganda, right? So, nope. um, so if you can um, support it, we would encourage you to do so. Yes, knowing that it's a difficult watch. But yeah. And if it's not in theaters anymore, then rent it. Yeah, buy it. Anyways, mm-hmm. next topic, please. Next topic. What's our next topic? I don't know. It's funny. You asked me earlier tonight if I had anything I wanted to talk about and I couldn't think about anything. But I mean, well, I've been reading in Galatians, but I've also been reading um, Defining Deception. Mm-hmm. So like I actually could talk about a lot of things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just like blazing through that book, right? It's so good, you guys. <laughs> Seriously. You need to buy it. You need to read it. It's very eye-opening. I mean, it's eye-opening and it's also just like solidified what I already thought. Mm. So it's it's Costi Hinn and Anthony Wood. And they wrote this book. And uh, what they do is they, they take... Um, Bill Johnson and Bethel Church as their example to explain what is heretical about uh, the uh, prosperity gospel, word of faith, and uh, new apostolic reformation movements. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they go into like a whole history of like Pentecostalism and then where um, how these movements got started and with who they got started, who they were started by. Uh, And it's just so interesting. It's also just so sad because I'm like, it's sort of mind boggling to me how, (laughs) how they can just take scripture so out of context Mm -hmm. (laughs) and use like literally just a verse out of context Mm-hmm. to base their entire like ministry and movement on. Yeah. And just like, why would you possibly think that's a good idea? Like, I don't, why <laughs> have you, you, you couldn't have possibly like really read the entire Bible and understood hardly any of it. If that, if you think that that's okay to do. Yeah. I just can't. Ugh. I mean, yeah, it's the amount of eye rolling I've done while reading this book is pretty, pretty epic. Yeah, it it comes from a way of understanding the Bible and the way of interpreting the Bible that, like you said, doesn't take into account the rest of it, and so therefore it kind of throws away context in general. So, like it, it, and it throws away even considerations of like the original audience that the mm-hmm. Bible was written to and how they would have understood it and how the original context. Yeah. <laughs> right. What the original author like actually meant when they wrote that. And it's an understanding that you can. So the problem is, is that I, I get how you can do this is, is what I'm trying to express is like, okay, if you believe in a God that uses his word, um, to to say things to you personally, then I get how you could take a single verse and pull it out and put your own kind of meaning into it and say that, oh, well, God is telling me X, Y, Z through this. 
again, completely removing it from its context, from the rest of scripture, and and kind of go off on your own sort of tangent into what this could possibly mean, oftentimes kind of fueled by modern pop psychology or whatever. Well, that's the thing is whatever like else. every single one of these people that they that they cite and do a little like biography on who started these movements, like every single one of them got started because of some quote unquote like alleged private revelation they had from God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Every single one of them. Yeah. Yeesh. Just like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's kind of where you, well, that's really where you get into trouble because it's like, if you can, if your leader has this private revelation and you're the leader of your church has these ways of interpreting scripture that sound really good, right? You know, can make this huge, can write an entire sermon on one little verse that's again, taken completely out of context and that makes you feel really good about it. Like that can be very inspiring to be a part of this movement that God is doing. Right. And, and I say that, I, I mean, like, not God is not doing that, but like, that's what you think you're a part of. Well, it actually, know? it reminds me of the Roman Catholic church and how okay. like they, they don't encourage like their uh their congregations to like read scripture on their own. Yeah, like you're supposed true. to take um your priests or whoever's uh word um at at its own merit and yeah. um basically just not uh what's the word? Uh not question them, right? Yeah, not question um, because I mean, Costi, uh, is Benny Hinn's nephew and he, okay. so he has a ton of experience in this movement himself. Yeah. Uh, and explains how a lot of these leaders who he has like firsthand experience even working with, um, how you are not to question these prophets slash prophetesses like it if you do you are um essentially they say you're blaspheming the holy spirit because this is anointed one of god this is the anointed one of god and you're not supposed to question them yeah it it is it is like a complete like pope situation yeah basically do you want to make a cult because that's how you make a cult. (laughs) that is how you make a cult and that that's the thing is like like reading this history and and even just like the like Costi's own experiences with these people it is without a doubt a cult like you you can't get past that i mean they're they're not preaching jesus they're not preaching the gospel it's a false gospel they teach jesus falsely that he wasn't uh, God man that he was just man hmm. uh, when he was here on earth um, and I mean just so many her- like you have you have to read the book please read this book <laughs> uh, there's so many heresies I'm just like oh. and, and it's just so sad because these people who are 
falling for these heresies, it's because, I mean, it's in, it's in the word, right? Charismatic. These people are so charismatic, you, you trust them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And you think, oh, well, there's no reason not to trust them. They're so nice. They're, mm-hmm. They have so much charisma. Yeah. So you just take their it's word inspiring. for it. Exactly. You, know? you just yeah. take their word for it. It's, it gives you a good feeling. You feel good. You their feel teeth happy. Are so white. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's just so, so deceiving and so sad. And I mean, really, the title of the book is just perfect because defining deception. I mean, all these movements are so deceiving and heretical. Uh, sorry, I could go on and on and on and show you how I really feel about all of this. <laughs> yeah, no, well, no, that's that's fine. I mean. Okay, well, I want people to read the book. Yes. That was mainly what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll need to read it. Cause... Yes, you do. You do need to read it. <laughs> it sounds it sounds pretty interesting, um, especially like you said, hearing it kind of from an insider as well. I think is is important. Um, someone who's kind of seen um, a lot of this. I mean, you know, Benny Hinn is kind of one of the poster boys for kind of ridiculous televangelism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're being slain in the spirit. <sighs> yeah. Doing the whole quote unquote spirit, letting the bodies hit the floor, you know, dukening <laughs> everyone in the audience. It's fun stuff. No, it's not fun stuff. Uh, it's fun to make fun of, but it's sad when you realize that this stuff is actually taken seriously. Yep. But yeah. All right. Well, um, I had some stuff to talk about uh, that actually kind of goes along the same line of just kind of scriptural interpretation. Um, because we hadn't really talked about talking about anything, uh, I figured I'd, <laughs> I'd just talk about what, you know, I've been learning in school, which as I previously mentioned this semester, we're talking a lot about the book of Esther, but, um, I think it's already, I, I think we've kind of talked long enough and I don't want to go too long on this. So we'll have to save it for some other time. <gasps> You mean we'll have something like already planned to talk about for the next episode? I mean, I'll have something. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're going to talk about, but um, no, probably I mean, more stuff from dis- <laughs> defining deception. Yeah, that's true. There you go. Part two: more deception, um, and then Esther and, and how how to apply it today because it's it's actually really cool. Um, you know, I, I think there are some just some real parallels when, when you're talking about how, you know, taking verses out of their context and, and putting kind of whatever inspiring message behind this one verse that you want to. Um, it's really interesting when you try and take, especially Esther, um, when you try and take this story and see like, what does this mean? What is God trying to communicate? Where is God in this whole thing? Mm-hmm. Um, who are these characters? Cause it's not um, spoiler alert. It is not kind of the Veggie Tales version of like, <laughs> hey guys, be like Esther because she was cool and she saved her people. Like, yes, she did. She did some great things. Don't get me wrong, um, but she also had some pretty big character flaws, and I think that's part of the same with Mordecai. Same with Mordecai, right? I mean, like he kind of got well. They're the human, so Ex- yeah, they're gonna have characters. Exactly. <laughs> so you kind of you have to take it in context. Is all that I'm saying. Like you have to 
understand what God is trying to say. If you if you pull out, if you if you take if you kind of zoom in and try and take applicate make application for like specific periods of these people's lives, uh, well, th- that's not what God has given us. God has given us this entire story, and He's doing something through it, and He's trying to to actually encourage us. It's actually a really encouraging book when you see um, how God has used such flawed people to bring about his ultimate plan to which is um which is to show his faithfulness mm-hmm. and especially his faithfulness to his covenant and his right. covenant people um it's pretty amazing anyways we can talk about it more next time um but that's just a little a little kind of sneak peek if we end up talking about that next time i don't know maybe we mo- we won't but um we definitely have the book of esther to fall back on if we ever don't have anything to talk about, just because like <laughs> that's where my head has been for the past couple of weeks, and it's really is really interesting. Just some of the stuff in the book that, like, so I, I will say this is that um, every week in our required reading is to read through the Book of Esther again, and it's ten chapters, so it's not super long, but it's also not short. Like it'll yeah. still take you a little bit to read through it. Um, but like rereading it all and looking at different perspectives and seeing the way that, that the author worded things and the things that the author intentionally left out um, is really interesting. Mm. So it's it's really cool to continually kind of reread and see what God's doing. So If streetlights would just put out a version of the Old Testament. Yeah. Come on. I was about to say, they, they primarily just do New Testament, right? Yeah, they, they, they only, done... they've done the entire New Testament, yeah. Oh, really? The I'm entire pretty, New Testament? I'm pretty sure. That's intense. Dang. That's awesome. So. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I know they've done a lot. That's pretty awesome stuff. Um, but yeah, I think I think Esther in particular, maybe it's not just, maybe it is just me, I don't know, but it seems like Esther gets skipped over a lot of the time. I guess that's just kind of the minor prophets in general, right? You know, you don't really hear them preached too often. Um, I mean, unless you're going verse by verse through the Bible, which is pretty cool if you do that. But um, no, so it's it's good stuff. Um, I'm having a really good time kind of going through it. So we'll talk about it more later. I'm sure it'll happen. Cool. Excited. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have any parting thoughts before we head out for the evening? I don't think so. Okay. I've pretty much, I've already made my recos. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, this entire episode has pretty much just been recos. Basically. <laughs> recos, the episode, episode 60, recommendations, <laughs> Asnell, Defining Deception, all that fun stuff. The Book of Esther, uh, rereading the Bible. Well, the only other recommendation I have is go talk to someone. There have a you go. good conversation about what you have been thinking about and what you've been dwelling on in the past week. And um, it'll it'll be good. It'll be good. So long as you have a willing partner, it, it, like, I think it can only produce good. That scene of. from Shrek popped into my head where she's trying to sell the donkey. Oh, donkey. She's trying to sell him. Oh, that donkey. Yes. And, <laughs> and he won't talk. And so she's trying to, she's like makes him talk with her voice and her hand. And she's like, I can talk. I love to talk. I'm not talking the same thing you've ever saw. <laughs> Anyways, it just popped in my head when you were telling people to go talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I haven't seen Shrek in a really long time. 
So I know you all loved my impression of that scene too. So it's, it was pretty You're good. welcome. It's pretty good. Thanks. And that movie opens with All Star, so it's a good time, right? Which we've done an entire episode on. Uh huh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not really. Okay, I think we're done. So till next time, friends. Mm-hmm.